This is KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. The opinions expressed on the upcoming show are not necessarily those of the Regents of University of California, nor the management of KUCI. This is Dan Zhang with Subversity. We have had another week of another tumultuous week with uh, protests all over the U.S., uh, especially in California and on this campus of UC Irvine. Uh, there was the March 4th events, and the day before there was also a rally um, by the Black Students' Union over the racist incidents uh, at various UCs, and especially in San Diego. Uh, but today on the show, we'll be bringing you speeches from the rally at the uh, flagpole at UC Irvine on May on March 4th. Uh, and we'll bring you that right now. So stay tuned. With my lyrics, I'm evocating your consciousness, making you see clearly what the only option is. Because independence and freedom was never given willingly. People bled this place and driven into misery. Slavery never ended. It was only disguised and perfected when they made us think that we had a stake in the system by having all pressures and lessons. librarian here at the UCI campus. Mitchell, give it up for Mitchell Brown, please. Hi everybody, my name is Mitchell. I'm a science librarian here at UCI and I'm here to support the lecturers, students, and my fellow librarian colleagues in our support for higher education in California. As a librarian, I'm here to call for budget transparency and accountability from the Office of the President. Yeah. President Mark Udock has repeatedly stated that the quality of UC will not go down because of budget cuts. Meanwhile, class sizes have increased, hundreds of courses and lectures have been cut, programs eliminated, and library funds deeply cut and some libraries are closing on campuses. This must not stand. As a librarian, we need to restore funding for libraries now. Students are suffering from the reduced access to library materials as our staffs are cut. Librarians are available to databases. Google does a lot. It looks for a lot of material, but the only reason Google can find stuff is librarians put it there. The library is the heart of the research community. For a lot of faculty, it is their laboratory. It's where humanities goes for the text, 
social science meets the data. Science, that's where our journalism databases live. Without that, the heart of the campus begins to shrink. Budget to meet the quality of education at UC and the opportunity of success for our students. UC must rehire its lecturers and restore cut courses in order to maintain excellence and the expectations for UC education. Cutting courses instantly lowers the education quality for students by increasing class sizes, limiting the number of courses offered causing sections to be canceled, and ultimately the elimination of minors. Education was supposed to be bringing people together for the benefit of all. If we end up not educating our population, what is our future? At University of California, the budget crisis is a matter of priorities and honesty. Students and families are facing huge fee increases and debt in order to attend UC. That is not the function of a public university. Yeah. We must set the commitment to quality undergraduate education for the future of our state and our economy. Thank you, I'm Mitchell Brown. and disruption. Blame us for eating, for intimidating and disrupting. When in reality, who's doing that disrupting? Who's disrupting the lives of those that work here by cutting their wages by 5%? Who's disrupting our students by cutting the services, by cutting down part-time professors? I say that they're the ones disrupting and doing the intimidation when they have come. Up next, we have Russell Curry and alumni. Yeah. Give it up for Russell. Thank you, everybody. I want to thank everyone for coming out, walking out of their classrooms, taking a first step, and being brave and standing up for your education. You should all be proud of yourselves. Yeah. I'm an alumni at UCI, and uh, it's no easier on the other side. I'm here, I'm here struggling with y'all because this is still my fight because I don't have a job. You know what I mean? Like this is, this is all, this is all part of the same problem. This is corporatization. This is privatization. These are the same things that are affecting all of us. So I want, I want everybody to be clear about that. Um, if you could all check out the website democratizeeducation.wordpress.com. In my opinion, that is, the, uh, that is the best game plan for getting us out of this mess and, and getting us into a really progressive uh, institution. So please check it out, democratizeeducation.wordpress.com. And um, I just wanted to share a little piece with you. It's called Fist in the Sky. It's a song I have. Uh, I'm also known as the rapper Sunny Boy, so check this out. And I want you all to put your fist in the sky with me, all right? <clears throat> 
They want you to think being yourself ain't fly, but put your fist in the sky. Put your fist in the sky. They keep you weak and keep you down. They don't want you to try, but keep your fist in the sky. Keep your fist in the sky. As soon as someone asks me, who am I? I don't say a word. I only put my fist in the sky. Sonny boy, we need a leader now, and this is the guy. Right now I'm about to start a movement. At least I'm fixing to try. My rhymes are right up at the runway, and they're fixing to fly. Now listen up, but while you do it, keep your fist in the sky. We've been subdued and watching news and feeling hopeless at heart. Seeing things going wrong around us, but don't know where to start. There's genocide in other countries. Kids are starving to death. The most we do from day to day is simply let out of breath. They're mining diamonds with slaves, others infected with That was uh, Sonny Boy, who was on our show uh, last week. Uh, we go back now to uh, this rally. The single voice to get the people in motion are the ones that they Question why I put my fist in the sky and you must not have heard my voice or ever looked in my eye. But I don't see justice and I don't see equality. Freedom isn't free, but is it sold at any quantity? It's gotta be a way to wake the people sleeping properly. But easier than the shaking them, breaking them from monotony. It's the bottom line. Soldiers fighting for your mind and your allegiance. They'd be pleased if you were blowing the line. Don't believe me? Ask Malcolm and okay, Fred Hampton, Asada, Bunchy Carter, and remember what happened. Okay, yeah. But this is just the surface of the murderous lies. There's plenty more for you to see if you just open your eyes. But if you can handle it, then close your clock. Because you've really gotten busy with your fist in the sky. Regions have put 
benefits and wages for their executives high above the students, the workers. We know that the workers are laid off. We know that there's furloughs. What does this do? This cuts your services. This means the students don't get their bathrooms clean. They don't get their showers clean. They don't have their trash emptied in the hallways and in the rooms. This is an unconscionable safety issue and thing for the students. The workers themselves are now half these workers on campus are in poverty to begin with. This list is there in which the poverty even worse, which puts the state even in more crisis as we take these workers and we now drive them into the social system that we've tried to avoid. We need to get the message to the regents. We need to get the message to the public of this university that this has to change. They have to change the priorities. They have to look at where this is going. And bring it back to California to the students in this great state. One of the other issues concerning uh, last week's takeover of the administration building, which made it to Democracy Now! made national news, is uh, Irvine 17. Just to make sure that we bring, bring up all the issues, you know, what's happening in UC San Diego and through all the UC system, the structural racism against the workers and against the students, minorities, people of color, well, next we have Sylvia Pham, undergrad by outside and workers, workers in our lives members. This week, many of us have gone to Sacramento to put pressure on the state legislator regarding the budget cuts. For those of us who are still on this campus, it is important for us to emphasize that attacks on public education do not just occur at the state and federal level. In 2004, before the economic crisis occurred, our UC administrators and our governor signed the High Education Compact, which said that the UC could increase student fees by 10% yearly and increasingly privatize our school. do not prioritize affordable education for its students. They are actually just exploiting the statewide financial crisis to further their privatization agenda. That is why President Dudoff and our chancellor are pushing us to go to Sacramento and away from the campuses where injustices are occurring. And they are trying to distract the public from the corruption within the UC system itself. Corporate bailouts and imperialist wars. 
he would propose a all-across-the-board freeze on everything but spending on war. The death tolls of civilians in Iraq and Afghanistan is so high that more of our troops are dying by committing suicide than by actually dying in action. We must stop our government from using our troops to massacre innocent lives. We must support our troops with adequate mental health care and we must stop spending trillions of dollars on war. Martin Luther King said that an injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. A crime against humanity in one place affects all of our lives. There is no injustice too big or too small because they are inextricably linked. And that is why we stand in solidarity with the victims of racial attacks at the University of San Diego, University of With the victims of genocide in Palestine. Yeah. Victims of U.S. imperialism all across the world. Yeah. And with for profit. Yeah. And so we gather here today not to disrupt the peace that has never existed, but to demand justice for all members of our community. We are a community that is not limited by national boundaries or racial categories or other tools of division. any longer and so together we say no justice no peace no justice no
I am really proud today to be here on behalf of UAW Local 2865, and we are here to stand up for access and affordable quality education at the UC and throughout the nation. We're also here today to stand up for academic programs and admissions policies that reflect the diversity of California in the broadest possible sense. and UC's response to that. Shame on the UC for that. As students and workers, UAW 2865 members are in the perfect place to see how all of us comes together to impact and that our um, teaching conditions and our working conditions are impacting the quality of education at the University of California. As students were faced with fees skyrocketing, we're faced with the choice, the difficult choice of picking to, you know, take on more loan debt or to drop out of school. And we're also seeing that grants and fellowships and things like that are being cut. And as workers, we see our jobs being slashed. So we have to pay more, less employment opportunities, and why is that? That's because core educational services at the UC are being cut. And I don't have to tell you that. You're seeing it every day in your classrooms. You're seeing the impact of our workload increasing and less individualized attention. You're seeing that and you're feeling that and experiencing that in your education. We're seeing that we're going to have to pay more for less. Where is the justice in that? And so we're here, we're here today to say that justice for students and workers, that's what we want. The university spends millions of dollars right now in this budget crisis 
trying to bust unions, trying to bust workers, like our postdoctoral scholars on this campus and at the UC, who are in line for their first contract right now. And the UC is spending thousands, millions of dollars to fight unions and their basic right to represent workers and workers to have a say over their working conditions.
is undergraduates uh, supported by grads and supported by faculty saying no, right? This, this is not, um, we won't allow for these false equivalences to be made. So, the experience of this year and the experience of the past couple days has led people to ask the question, um, can, can it happen in Irvine, right? Can, um, can a broad and effective um, coalition of people come together to resist the, um, the cuts to public education and um, in times of crisis like um, the, uh, that the instance ECSD made necessary, can they come together to resist this? Can it happen at Irvine? Yeah. Yeah. And what I would say in response to what I have said in response is that it's been happening. It's happening now. It's happening in the student line, um, in-source workers, and uh, every time that MHA and BSU and MSU provided a forum for students to come together. It's happening when 17 students go sit in that building and say, no, we're not going to leave. something that's not getting discussed very much. When on February 17th, faculty representatives from five uh, schools met with regional representatives of the American Association of University Professors and, um, you know, planned to form a faculty association to support our actions, right? Um, this is how it happens, right? This is how it happens. Uh, this is how it is happening. We're finding each other. Um, the formation of, you know, uh, three to five people affinity groups and the connection of those affinity groups through, you know, through uh, organizers that you will be hearing from today. And, um, okay, and, and here's to a spring of continued direct collective action. Now, a lot of people say that the, 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 we, we should go to Sacramento as if nothing needs to be done here. As if we don't demand the democratization of the UC system. Because that's what we demand. And one of the things that, uh, one of the things going around are these flyers. Uh, um, this thing that demands and also the website democratizeeducation.wordpress.com. Check it out. Become aware of this flyer because this is what we're going to be passing around in order to spread the word on certain messages that I don't know if we've touched upon, but for sure they're here. Um, up next, we have uh, Brute Haley, a lecturer in the Humanities Department. Thank you. My name is Brooke Haley. Uh, I'm a lecturer here at UC Irvine. I thought y'all thought you, you might have thought you were getting out of class today. But uh, in fact, I brought my whiteboard with me. And if you don't mind, I just got a couple of little micro lessons for you today. First of all, I'm here speaking, but some other people are not here speaking. And I want to say their names. Some friends of mine who were lecturers who got laid off. 
because, and why did they get laid off? Enrollment dropped. Why did enrollment drop? I know for a fact enrollment dropped in part because some people could not afford the fee increase for this year. That's another one coming. I hope y'all are able to stick around, but I don't have high hopes for everybody. Also, three friends of mine, former lecturers at UCI, who sh should still be here teaching. Patience. And Peter. And Aaron. I don't know if they're here today, but if not, I'm speaking for you, I hope. first lesson, uh, unfortunately I'm in the humanities, but I'm, but I'm going to do, uh, I'm going to try my uh, teaching skills on an economics lesson real quick for you guys, all right? <laughs> the red marker is for debt, all right? Ooh. The black market is for cold hard cash. Why have fees gone up? Why is state funding going down? Why does Mark Udoff want to help us imagine that he's sitting right next to you holding hands? Why is that I'm going to try and put this in uh, graphic terms for you guys. Everybody see those? Alright. Now here's what cold hard cash you might have had when you got accepted to the university. Now, that's not enough, right? First of all, you faced a 9% fee increase this past fall. You had another one, 15% this winter. You'll see another one in the fall. Where are you going to get the money from? The idea was... <laughs> okay, class, what does the red marker stand for? Yeah, yeah thank you. So if you've got a pile of red money in your pocket... <laughs> and it's going to Mark Udoff. He says, I'm sorry, I'll take it, but I'm sorry. <laughs> now why would he want to do that? He wants a good university. He wants an affordable public education in California, right? Yeah. Well, it becomes affordable under certain circumstances because Where does the money come from that turns red when it goes in your pocket? Now I'm drawing it red. 
because there's a longer story here, but you all have to come to another class to find out, right? <laughs> but notice what happens here. You're listening to Subversity Show here on KUCI, 88.9 FM in Irvine. The UC Regents also said, we're sorry, we'll take your money. Right, we're sorry, we'll take your money. Remember, there are some Regents who stand with you, and I don't want to dispute that, but there are a lot of Regents who also stand for their pockets and their board positions and their businesses and their investments, and let's not forget that either. I salute the Regents who stand for you. They're out there. You can find their name. But this is how it works. That red money in the bank is not really red money to the bank. It's green money to the banks. And it's green money to the regents who hold board chairs, memberships on bank committees, and have investments in large-scale investment firms. And it is actually in their interest, remember this, to increase your fees so that you have to go out and find a place to pay this extra debt, right? Okay. Now the other problem is they use the financial crisis as an excuse to raise your fees, right? The state has less revenue. Banks are not as willing to, to, to lend because credit's frozen up. You start hearing all these stories. Let's pretend it's real. Let's pretend they actually do not have the money. Okay, let's pretend. And th this is all assuming that this money actually is not pretend in the first place. Okay. Now, when that money goes away, what happens to the student standing in the middle? Not only are you, do you get less loan money, it's at a higher interest rate. Your Cal grants dropped in half last summer. And what happens if that little pile of red money under the student here isn't as tall? as your UC fees. And what happens when they keep going up every year? No more students. The students go away. Yeah. I know there are more people to talk and I don't want to stop any students from having their say, so I'll just stop with this. This was a student in my class in the fall. His name was Jared. He actually held a Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation scholarship to UC Irvine, but when he found out that the Cal Grants got cut in half this summer, his pile of cold black cash wasn't as big as some people's pile of cold black cash. And the fees went up, the Cal Grants went down in late July, or sometime in August if I remember, and he's got to pay his fees in September? Who's going to come up with several thousand dollars if you already don't have the money in the first place? When the economy has tanked, and so on. Well, I give some credit to Jared because he came the first day of class. He didn't tell me this at the time, but he did not have the money to stay. He was waiting, he was hoping, he was searching around, but he didn't find it, and he never came back to the class. He sent me an email three weeks later and said, this was my last year at the university and I couldn't go. 
because the fees went up, loans went down, Cal Grants went down, and my class enrollment went down as a result. Two more things about that. Uh, it does matter that Jared is African American. All right? It matters. If y'all were around yesterday, over by the student center around noon, the Black Student Union gave us some explanations for why it matters. African Americans and many other minorities find it harder to put together that extra cash on short notice from a family wealth perspective, it's harder sometimes to come up with that money. Now, I'll say on the other hand, I have a student who had a hard time coming up with that cash, but he asked around, he got $100 from an aunt, he got $800 from a distant uncle he hadn't heard from in 15 years, but he hit him up for it, you know, that kind of thing. It happens sometimes, but it doesn't happen for everybody. So I just want to repeat one of their demands from yesterday, and that is financial aid should be decided on the basis of family wealth not personal income. Right? I'm going to turn the mic over to somebody else, but first I want to say I think uh, Michael Drake uh, might be uh, hurt that he misinterpreted his message as a threat to free speech, and I think he, his feelings might be hurt if you thought that he was implying that you had something to do with uh, nooses, KKK hoods, etc. And let me say first of all that the police actions that have taken place on campuses, there's a whole history of them getting out of hand. This is March 4th, but remember there's a nice reason for why we chose March 4th for the date here. But when you're faced with police around campus, remember that they expect to be there to protect you but sometimes they feel threatened by truth. They feel threatened by a lot of people. And just like anybody, sometimes they get nervous. All right, so keep that in mind when it's happening. And there's another date I want you to remember, partially for selfless reasons, is my birthday, May 4th, all right? But there's another reason to remember May 4th in this context. May 4th, 1970, four years ago. Anybody know? The students who were marching at Kent State on May 4th, 1970, did not have weapons. They were not the students who were involved in some illegal activities from the night before. But it's hard for people with guns to make distinctions like that sometimes. It's hard for people with tasers to make distinctions like that sometimes. 40 years ago, May 4th, four students got killed. Let's not forget that. And remember, though, that people do get nervous, but keep saying the truth and say it in loud voices in large numbers. Yeah. I thank you very much. You are pain! You are pain! You are pain! You are pain! I also want to again reiterate that Irvine 11 and the Irvine 17 that had been that got you know arrested trying to stand up for justice. And so um, you know I'm gonna bring up if y'all want to know or keep up with the Irvine 11. There's an Irvine11.com. Um, before we bring in the next speaker, I just want to write uh, say a piece about hey, hegemony and racism. We have the truth and justice 
that will cut through the armored green force hegemony expressed through our internalized conditioning that makes us more concerned with the actions of a dumb celebrity. But I refuse to allow the reflection of the enemy to be defining my entity. Having both sides doesn't imply symmetry because having the left don't mean the right. You learned that in elementary with racism and hegemony they get inside your head and infiltrate you internally they divide and conquer and ask you to mimic me they don't even have to incarcerate you physically but I refuse to mimic them instead I learn from the people that are resisting them water flows, variety flows, all I produce is energy I combine and gather interaction like a synergy that is exposing the cowards doing what I can until my day in the hour standing back on top of the ivory tower Up next we have uh, Raul Perez from the Workers Student Alliance of Black Student Sociology. Uh, hi, uh, so I'm uh, Raul Perez, I'm a uh, sociology uh, graduate student. Uh, and so I, I just prepared some stuff uh, this morning. Uh, so Grad students, just like uh, undergrads, do procrastinate. So keep keep that in mind. Um, so I, I guess it's, it's I think what, 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 what the clear message is from what we've been uh, talking about today is that you know, we are in, in a crisis, right? This is not an isolated incident, just you know to, to the UC uh, or to California. Uh, the problem is, is is much larger than that. Right, um, and at a time when you know people are losing their jobs, uh, people are, are are losing their homes. Uh, we don't have health insurance. Um, at that very same time, we we see that that our our, our public leaders are, are 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 so easily catering to the health insurance, are so easily catering, uh, you know, to to corporate interests that uh, have detrimental effects for, uh, for the vast majority, right? Um, so I, I think what, what many of us are, are starting to realize is that, well, maybe our public leaders are not the real leaders. Maybe not, they're not the ones really calling the shots, right? Uh, maybe, I mean, just maybe they're a buffer between us, the vast majority of, of people who rely on public resources like education, like healthcare, and uh, the corporate interests who, you know, don't really uh, care about whether or not we live without health care, whether or not we have public education that's accessible to all of us. Um, so I, I, I would much rather uh, that we acknowledge these individuals not as public leaders, but as buffers between us, the vast unorganized majority, and them, the very organized minority of, of corporate interests. Um, on, on, on this very campus, our, our, our very own buffer, uh, Michael Drake, uh, made his position very clear uh, in, in, in recent emails that he's been sending to the UCI community. Um, you know, so uh, in response to what's been happening to public education, uh, you know, there, there, there's been uh, there's been fight back from students, uh, from professors, uh, from from service staff. Um, but what, what, the, what the chancellor referred to this kind of, 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 of democratic participation, of this kind of fight back, he referred to it as, uh, as us amping up 
rhetoric of outrage. But was, was, I'm quoting him directly in his email. Um, as, as if our positions, as, as, as if our uh, actions are unjustified. Um, his solution is that we should uh, we should discuss our differences respectfully, uh, moving towards understanding, and perhaps, and this is a direct quote, and perhaps towards eventual re resolution. Um, I, I agree that we need respect. Uh, I, I agree that, that, that we need, uh, you know, to understand what's happening before we can, we can, can uh, move forward with it. Uh, but eventual re resolution, I mean, what does that mean? Eventual re resolution, is eventual resolution going to wait uh, for us when we don't have enough money to pay for our tuition? Uh, is eventual re resolution uh, going to eliminate racist terrorism on our UC campuses? Uh, is, is eventual resolution uh, going to insource our campus workers that are outsourced? Uh, what, what, what is this eventual resolution we're waiting for? But then I, I think about it, and I think maybe that maybe that's the point uh, to not have a resolution, right? Because you see, this kind of eventual resolution rhetoric is really a rhetoric, uh, or is really a, a tactic of, of stalling, uh, of, of, of stalling the increased efforts that we've tried to do as far as uh, organizing uh, actions against, uh, you know, uh, the cuts that have been put forth by our so-called leaders, right? And I'd like to think that, that, that these kind of stalling tactics are very effective at three things. They're very effective at demobilizing us, they're very effective at disorganizing us, and they're very effective at demoralizing us. Uh, and so that's the real job of leaders, or so-called leaders, like our very own Chancellor Drake. So that was uh, Raul Perez, a graduate student in sociology, uh, giving us some warnings about um, demoralization or demobilizing the movement. Uh, those were speakers at the March 4 rally here at UC Irvine, that uh, lasted from noon to about one, and then um, shortly after one, I believe, and then the students were also energized. They marched all over campus, uh, ending back at the rally site and outside the Langson Library, went apparently inside the library, stacked uh, chairs on top of each other at the door, and then the crowd moved into the uh, plaza outside the library and then surged into the gateway commons where they some of them stood on tables and started chanting and we bring you some of that uh, audio from that energized crowd at uh, on the March 4th at about 3 o'clock so we're going to bring you that
If you want to keep this space, we're going to stay here as long as we want. If you So that was a um, the crowds uh, taking over Gateway Commons, and they did leave. They ended up de- did leave uh, and uh, converged on the plaza between Langston Library and Gateway, and then eventually um, they uh, ended up on the lawn between uh, outside uh, at the flagpole outside Aldrich Hall, where a sit-in was taking place last year, uh, last week. Sorry, <laughs> and. Uh, so this is our look back on this tumult, another tumultuous week here at UC Irvine, and um, we um, uh, bring you highlights uh, from that day of action, March 4th, uh, some of the speeches and also some of the direct action chants um, after the rally at the flagpole. Uh, this is Dan Tsang with Subversity here on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. The opinions expressed on the show were not necessarily those of the regents of the University of California, nor the management of KUCI. Uh, this is Subversity here on KUCI, signing off for another from another edition of this public affairs program on KUCI, your public radio station here on the campus of University of California, Irvine. Thank you for listening.